0: This podcast is a production of Schweitzer, a United Methodist Church, transforming lives by making disciples of Jesus Christ. Before we had uh, praise bands and before we had uh, these contemporary songs, there was the Psalms. The Psalms were written for worship. I want to invite you to stand with me now as we're going to read together responsively the words of Psalm 114, which was a psalm that remembers God's faithfulness with the people of Israel during their time of Exodus. When Israel went forth from Egypt, the house of Jacob from a people of strange land, Judah became God's sanctuary. Israel's God's dominion. The sea looked and fled. Jordan turned back. What ails you, O sea, that you flee, O Jordan, that you turn back? Tremble, O earth, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob. you can have a seat. Can you remember a time in your life when you were thirsty? I mean, you were just dying for a drink of water. Back in the summer of 2012, not that long ago, and by the way, if you remember, that was a hot summer in the Ozarks. It was like 100 degrees for about a month And I was on sabbatical that year, so I really enjoyed going to Vermont and Michigan and San Francisco. But there were a few times that I hung out in Missouri, and uh, I go down to this watering hole called Ava uh, Assumption Abbey, where I get my spiritual drink. And down there—that's not it, by the way. That's not it. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. And I'm not Moses, just to let you know. <laughs> I'm an ROG, really old guy, but I'm not Moses. I just don't remember where I was now. I'm down in Ava, <laughs> and it's hot. And I take a walk in the woods. And I head out in the woods, and I, it's two or three miles over to the friary where the Franciscans hang out. And I've never been to their house before. But I dare go inside their house because I am just dying of thirst. I didn't pack any water with me. And I go in this strange place and I no one's around. So I go up to the sink and I just start drinking out of the faucet. And I remember Father Francis, who's like 80 years old, uh, spooks the daylights out of me. He's wearing one of these orbs or obes or whatever it is, obes that Jason wears sometimes. And... Of course, he's wondering, well, who's this strange guy at his kitchen sink? We become friends. He doesn't run me away, he lets me drink from his own well. What I dared to do that day is step into a strange house for two reasons. The first th- reason was I was desperate, I was really thirsty. But the second reason I did that was because the Franciscans have a reputation for hospitality. I felt like I was in a safe place, that this was a place where I could go and get a drink. Because you just don't wanna go anywhere in Booger County. If you know where Booger County is, that's where this, that's what we're talking about. Because the natives, I'm telling you, when some stranger steps on their property and they don't know you, they shoot first and they ask questions later but I dared go in because I felt like the Franciscans were safe. Why do people step onto this campus? Why did you come here this morning? Why do hundreds of people come around this place every day? I think they come out of a need, sometimes it's a very felt need, sometimes it's very clear what they need, whether it's childcare or food or something in between. But I also think they come, you come, we come because we feel like it's a safe place. This is a place where we've come to trust. Or maybe this is a place you're checking out today. But it's a place where you can come for hospitality. We have a reputation for caring about people. And if we didn't have that, people probably wouldn't be here. But I think people come for a deeper reason, because we're thirsty. We're thirsty f- for something that will really satisfy our soul, because we live in a culture, in the words of Jeremiah, where we have broken cisterns that don't hold any water, and we're looking for the living water of Christ, and that's why we come. That Psalm that we shared in earlier, some strange words to us, aren't there? I mean, words like uh, the Jordan backing up or why he was the sea fleeing? Well, you, know, you perhaps know the story of the parting of the Red Sea or the parting uh, of the water of Jordan when they went into the Promised Land. But there's that interesting phrase about water coming out of the flint, out of the rock. Do you remember that story? It's a story when they're in the wilderness, and they've left uh, Egypt, but they've not yet arrived in the promised land, and Moses is leading them. And the people come to Moses with a complaint. And their complaint is, why did you bring the Lord's community to this desert where we and our livestock are going to die? They're just dying of thirst. And they, they come to Moses complaining, and this is time and time and time again. What is Moses to do? Well, Moses, like any leader that's smart, Knows that he doesn't have the resources himself. So Moses goes and he prays. He goes into the tabernacle. He goes into the tent of meeting. And he seeks God and he falls on his face. And as he falls on his face, God says the words, Take the staff, speak to that rock before their eyes, and it will pour out its water. Now what does Moses do? Moses doesn't do what God told him to do. Unfortunately, what Moses does is, yeah, he goes to the rock. He takes the people to the rock. But Moses says to the people, listen, you rebels. Must we bring out water out of this rock? Moses had stopped reading the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. But worse than that, Moses, did you notice the word claiming credit for being the source Of being able to bring out the water must we bring out this water he says and if you know the story Moses strikes the rock twice pointing to his efforts giving himself credit in a culture when people were idolizing him as the source rather than God you know There's a lot of different uh, churches, there's a lot of different movements, and one of the biggest dangers when God is moving is that people develop personality cults, and they look to a leader or a pastor as uh, the source. And we've worked really hard at Schweitzer not to be a pastor-centered church, for people not to be dependent upon pastors, but to let Christ be the center of this church. But one thing I think we need to work on a little bit more is is the idea that sometimes I think we, we brag on ourselves as if we're the source of all the good that's happening and going on. when we ought to be bragging on God. God is the one that gets the glory. God is the one that brings forth the rock, the water out of the rock. God is doing these things and not ourselves. And so this morning, what I wanna do is, I wanna talk with you about some fresh living water, some fresh springs that God is bringing, gushing out of the rock. That God is doing these things. And we could talk about a lot of things that's been going on for a long time, Ms. Weichert. We could talk about uh, the music ministry. We could talk about worship. We could talk about uh, some of our older adult stuff. We could talk about our, some of our outreach ministries that have been going on for a long time. We could talk about kids and youth. All these things are important, and they continue. But what I want to do today is point to some fresh living water that we see God bubbling up and pouring out among us as we look at what God is doing in this place. First thing I want to talk to you about is the coach house. The coach house is literally a house that we are converting, a house that we own on the north end of our property. It's the old Bradley home, if anybody wants to know. And this house is now becoming a home within months of three women who are a part of the safe-to-sleep ministry. Safe-to-sleep is a, is a ministry to homeless persons. And so three women on a rotating basis will live in this house, will receive personal mentoring, coaching. They will get to serve on campus in this community. They will share faith. We will share faith with them. They will receive help. They'll pay a fee, and within a year's time, the idea is that women that are homeless will be able to reach that point in life where they stand on their feet, they have their own place, their lives can flourish, and they can move on with hope in the fullness of joy that God gives. This is an exciting new spring that's literally springing up this summer. There's three things that you can do to help us with this. In the coach house, in the coach house, on the screen, Saturday, this Saturday is work day. Nine o'clock in the morning to one o'clock in the afternoon. You can come and just show up and work and get the yard and get the house prepared and ready for a residence for these women to live. You can also donate furniture and various items that they're receiving now to be able to furnish fully this home. And you can also, if you want to be a mentor, if you want to learn more about how you can be a part of these various teams of people that are allowing, pouring forth this ministry, You can contact Kim Hartmeyer and find out more about what God is doing through the Coach House. Uh, Read these words with me. God is bringing water from the rock and the community is drinking. One of the new things that's happening this year in a real strong way is our church at the center, the, the gathering place that worships on Sunday evenings, has created a dynamic relationship with New Beginnings. New Beginnings is a series of homes, of houses, of people that are engaged in sober living. And what is happening is that these women and men are now entering into a life change plan where they receive mentoring and relationships, they receive food, they receive financial help and counseling in that they are making a new beginning in life. They are engaging actively in the faith community. They are serving in the faith community. And so, again, this is a theme. But, friends, uh, mentoring is huge. And many of us in this room, we take for granted the things that we learned that not everyone learns So if you're interested in being in a relationship, if you're interested in being a part of the mentoring process with these women and men as they are engaged in sober living in the prayer that they become intoxicated with the Spirit, some of these have already come to faith, then contact Mark McNally. Mark is the director of our outreach ministries and the leader of church at the center. God is bringing water from the rock and the community is drinking. Let's try that again. God is bringing water from the rock and the community is drinking. One of the things that um, um, we have worked hard at with a sense of intentionality in the past year is to begin to look at what would a ministry look like with young adults. And what we did this past March 1st, was to bring on staff Jake Hotchkiss. And Jake is our young adult dude. He's our millennial leader. Where Jake and Kayla together have begun to make contacts, significant contacts with many millennials, many young adults. They've invited millennials into their home. They had 40 or so there at a barbecue about a month ago. And they are creating... A team of people, of leaders, where this fall there can be various life groups where young adults, millennials, can have a place with other people like them in their own season of life and grow deeper and richer in their relationship with each other and with Jesus Christ. Part of this ministry is creating on ramps and greater visibility. And what we have seen God doing. Uh, just this past year, is to bring a number of younger adults to faith and into the ministry and membership of this church. So we're excited about what God is doing and is gonna be doing for this year. God is bringing water from the rock and the community is drinking. Now, I want to get a little personal with you. How are you doing in your relationship with God? How are you and God getting along? How thirsty are you for God? How deep are you drinking of the water of life, Jesus Christ? Where do you go for that water? Maybe you're someone that is new to the faith, or maybe you're just a seeker, maybe you're just wondering, maybe you don't know what well to go to. And one of the things that we have found that's very helpful for people who are seekers or skeptics or someone that is looking for faith is Alpha. Alpha is something that we've had around Schweitzer off and on for years. We brought it back this past winter. We had like 80 adults come with their questions. And it's a Wednesday night gathering. There's a dinner. There's conversation. There's teaching. And there's relationships that happen. And the next Alpha session begins with a dinner the last day of August, August 31st. Just come to the dinner. Maybe you're someone that just wants to check it out. Or maybe you have other people in your life. And you wonder, how do I introduce someone to faith how do I bring them to something that has some foundation and yet isn't something that's threatening come to Alpha it's the place to begin God is bringing water from this rock and the community is drinking one of the things we've noticed about Schweitzer over the years is that we have a lot of great strong women in leadership and in faith We have not as many great, strong leaders among men. And guys, sometimes, you know, just to be honest, it's hard to know how to connect in a way that's cool and not threatening. And so we're creating a special men's event in November. And it's a place where it's going to be fun. It's going to be a place of relationship. It's going to be a place where you can come and meet up with some other guys. And I just want to invite you to save the date for November 4th and 5th, a Friday evening and Saturday with more to come. God is bringing water from the rock, and the community is drinking. Maybe you've journeyed with Christ for a while, and you've come to that point where you've hit a brick wall. You ever hit a brick wall? You ever feel like sometimes there's got to be more to this than there is? You ever feel like you're just stuck spiritually and you need something that really challenges you, something of substance, something that introduces you to a deeper, richer experience of the living water? I believe that person is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not a concept. It's not an idea. It's not an it. It is not an it. (laughs) The Holy Spirit is the person of God, the presence of God in our lives. And I'm personally writing the curriculum for small groups and devotional material and a sermon series that's coming this fall, September 11th. A six-week series about the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is with us, and I want to invite you, if you've journeyed in the faith, if you've got your bearings under you, you've got some foundation in your life, but you want to go deeper. I I, I hope you can make this a priority. Tim Smith, our youth director, is going to take this and put it on the level of teenagers. Don Thompson, our kids director, will put it on the level of kids. So if you've got kids in your life, if you've got youth in your life, it's something that adults, youth, and kids are going to all, at the same time, learn together about and hopefully come to know better the person of the Holy Spirit. God is bringing water from the rock, and the community is drinking. There's one more portion of Scripture that I want to share with you today, and it's from the Gospel of Matthew, the 28th chapter. Jesus' words, many of us know these words as the Great Commission. It's Jesus' final words that he says to the 11 original apostles of what he wants them to go do. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. and remember I am with you always to the end of the age. There's some dynamic words that Jesus uses in the Great Commission. The first word is go, Uh, get a move on. Create some movement in your life, go. Go out there in the world. Don't stay put, go. Go do what? Go make, go make disciples. Go make followers of mine. Be about the business of bringing people to faith. Baptize them. Baptize them. Initiate them into this faith. Initiate people into the faith community. Don't just bring individuals. Bring groups. Bring families. Baptize people. Teach them. Don't just bring them to faith and leave them, but teach them. Show them. Mentor them. Hang out with them. Teach them. When word and example about who I am, remember, it's all about with. I am with you, and I want you to be with them. I called you to be with me, and I am calling you out to go be with them. And those words are just as pertinent for our lives as it was for them. You know, at Schweitzer, we we see God doing some great things. And we're grateful for the ways in which, over the years, we are living out our mission and we've clearly said those words many times: uh, transforming lives by making disciples of Jesus Christ as we worship, grow, and serve. But one thing we've noticed is that we, we've left off a word—a word that needs to be included. But the discipleship process and our faithfulness to God is not complete simply by worshiping and growing and serving. But it's telling. It's sharing the good news. It's naming the name of Jesus. So uh, on every graphic around this place, we want to change the graphics. More importantly, we want to write it on our hearts. This is the place where people come and their lives are changed as we worship, grow, serve, and tell. There were two guys that uh, went to work every day, Monday through Friday. They were colleagues in the same company. And on the weekends, they would go their separate ways. And one of the guys was a golfer on Sundays, and the other guy went to worship, went to church. And they did this for years. And then one Monday morning, the golfer guy says to the church guy, When are you going to give up the hypocrisy of going to church on Sunday? And the the other guy was taken back by it. He said, well, my faith means something to me. What are you talking about? And the guy says, well, I didn't know your faith meant anything to you because you have never, ever shared with me what Jesus Christ means to you. Do you see yourself in this story? Are there people in your life? You hang out together and you talk about important stuff. You've got their trust. You care about them. And they respect you. The feeling is mutual. But somehow you just never get around to talking about your faith. And they either believe that we're hypocrites or we don't care enough about them to bring them to living water. You know, Fr- Father Francis, he, he didn't turn me away. He He was hospitable. We drank from the same well. And friends, um, we're, we're here because of Jesus. And we're not here just to do nice, good things. We certainly believe in the goodness of God. And we believe that God calls us to do good things. But if we don't drink deeply of the water of Jesus ourselves, and we're not sharing that water with others, we're missing the whole point. So I wanna, I wanna call us to the ministry of making followers of Jesus, not to be overbearing, but to be intentional To be loving and truthful, to be real and honest about who Jesus is, about our struggles, but how we just keep drinking more and more of the water. I want to invite you who've maybe never been baptized, or you were baptized, but you're not living in faith, to come to faith in Jesus. I want to invite you to check places out. We want to create these watering holes. We want you to have places to come. Bob's Barbecue at noon today is a safe place to come. Great barbecue. You get a tour of the campus, and I promise not to embarrass you. (laughs) But it's these kind of things. It's these kind of places, wherever you are and whoever you are. We want you to drink of the water of Jesus. We want you to know him. We want you to be changed by him as he is changing many of us in this community. Well, this morning, uh, we're, we're beginning a new practice at Schweitzer where every month we're gonna introduce one word, a prayer word of the month. And the prayer word for June is vision. And so I wanna ask you for the remaining days of June, would you pray about the vision, God's vision of what God is doing in this place each day? And to pray over the vision, uh, remember the words of the proverb, where there is no vision, the people perish. There's a translation of that that says, when there is no vision, where there is no vision, the people get out of hand. But there's a common vision that that brings us together, that unites us. And I want us to, to conclude this focus today on what God is doing to bring us to that source that living water of God as we pray over the vision today I'm going to invite those who are prepared to come and to pray today with me over these ministries as they appear on the screen just uh, come and join me uh, single file from here to here we're going to pass the microphone I'm going to invite all of us to be praying for the coach house new beginnings young adults alpha this men's event Looking forward, this Holy Spirit series, uh, the Great Commission. Uh, God, we come to you now, living water. May you pour forth fresh water out of the rock. We ask that you build relationships, and we ask that you uh, build bridges between the young adults and and other generations, so that you're glorified, and uh, make this place a, a place where young adults in Springfield, Missouri can come to seek you and to know you, in Jesus' name. Heavenly, kind Father, we lift up Coach House to you. Father, this is yours. This is not ours. We are just your humble servants. So, Father, I ask for your will be done upon this home, all the volunteers. And I pray specifically for these three women, Lord. You know who they are. I pray, Lord, that we engulf these women in your love and your will be done. Amen. Lord, we thank you for the, our relationship with uh, the New Beginning Sober Living House. God, we thank you that people are experiencing true life change because of what you've done on the cross. And Father, we ask that you continue to do a work in the lives of the people involved in that ministry and that you lead new people to that ministry. They continue to change lives. Continue to draw others to you, Father. Thanks for those who've gone before us, who desired to build and and put in place uh, a building where people could connect with you and find life in you. And we pray for the looking forward work. We pray that we would sense that same kind of burden about preparing a place for future generations to connect with you, to find you, to drink deeply from the wells of Jesus.
1: Come, Holy Spirit. You are welcome here. And Father, we ask that you begin to prepare this place. You prepare the hearts and minds of the people that enter into this place or even come close to this place where they begin to experience your presence, that our hearts will be united with you as one, that our eyes will become your eyes, our ears will become your ears, that we will see others as you see them, that your voice will be the voice that we hear from others, and that our voice will be your voice when we speak to others. Lord, we ask that you just allow us to prepare ourselves to be in your presence, to experience you, and to understand that you are real, you are present, and you are here. Father, we pray for the, uh, the men's event. We would pray that it's a, uh, it's a
0: great event uh, fun, brings us closer to you, each other, so call the men uh, into that time, uh, November 4th and 5th, and, and uh, raise up leaders too, Lord, you know we, we need more men who lead, and so lead us into that time and place. Thank you for the opportunity that people have to come to a watering hole and to learn of you. And we pray for a greater thirst among ourselves. We pray for a better tense intentionality in our part to bring people to the living water, which is Jesus Christ. Help us, Lord, to go, teach, baptize, make disciples of all people. In the name of the Father, and Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.